Hi guys, this is Are You a Spender or a Saver, which is part 9 of the Cash Cards series, Money on Your Mind, a blog series created to tell you exactly what you need to know about your brain and your spending habits in a straightforward and simple format. I'll definitely admit that I can be a bit of an emotional spender. If I'm feeling down, that pint of ice cream and new makeup brand look equally appealing to try. While I actively work against these urges, the gratification spending gives me is a temptation that is often hard to resist. And given my personal habits, I was surprised when I found out that other people can match that satisfaction that I get from spending when they save money. So now the question arises, are you a spender or a saver? So let's start talking about why they're different in the first place. So dealing with money as an inherent part of existing in the modern world, it connects almost every part of people's lives, including work, hanging out with friends, and even just maintaining basic human needs like food and shelter. Obviously, everyone is different, and knowing how deep-rooted money is in our lives can make it easy to see why money can be such an emotionally charged subject and why people have vastly different mindsets when it comes to spending and saving. There are two main buckets and people can be categorized as spenders and savers, so what really is the difference? Typically, spenders tend to get more pleasure from spending money, while savers feel more gratified from saving up. The real enigma is understanding why this difference between these tendencies and feelings of the two groups exists in the first place. And the answer is surprisingly simple. It's your mindset. Your mindset dictates how you feel about money and thus how you spend it. A study published in 2019 details that spenders tend to treat money as a means to an end, while savers consider the money as an end itself. In other words, spenders will see and utilize money as a pathway to achieve goals, while savers are more attached to their money and see the possession of money as the true goal. Analogously, another study asserts that money has two main attributes. Money can be used as a tool to accomplish tasks and objectives, but it can also be considered a drug due to its personal value and gratification during acquisition. So spenders usually focus on the benefits of their purchase rather than the money they have spent. On the other hand, savers tend to focus on the fact that they are losing money and can downplay or lose sight of the advantages of their purchase. So what's happening in your brain during these decisions? Both spenders and savers activate a part of the brain called the medial orbitofrontal cortex, which helps dictate how willing you are to commit to a purchase. If you're a saver, you may naturally steer away from spending because spending money can be somewhat of a fear. Parting with money can be painful, and I mean this quite literally when it comes to savers. The insula, a part of your brain that reacts to pain, disgust, or fear, lights up more when savers make a purchase. Knowing that there's a physical difference in how the brain reacts between savers and spenders, it makes sense why savers experience more fear when shopping than spenders do. Since money can instill powerful emotions of fear and pain in savers, it also makes sense that money has an opposing effect on spenders. Even if spenders previously decide against a purchase, the final decision to make the purchase can be extremely tempting to spenders and thus influence them to make a purchase on the spot. Spenders don't feel the extent of the pain and restriction that savers feel, pushing them to spend even more. So how can this impact your life? Your saving or spending tendencies can influence your life past your financial decisions. Another way money is ever-present in your emotions is by participating as the link between perception and ranking of others. I'll give you an example. So let's say your friend introduced you to his friend during a nice and overpriced Sunday brunch. 
Instantly, you notice how well put together and courteous enough she is to reach for the pricey bill without hesitation. While spenders will likely first take note of her gold earrings and Louis Vuitton purse, savers will likely focus on how easily she paid the entire bill. People, and especially saviors, were often associate a person's financial state with success and status. Spenders place more judgment and emphasis on the items that people own as an indicator of wealth. To both people, your friend's well-dressed and courteous friend will likely seem like a successful person, which can subconsciously increase your approval of them as a person. Oftentimes, spenders and savers may naturally gravitate towards people of their own type, when a person buys expensive items, spenders will likely judge the person to be more successful compared to savers who will value financial status over appearance. This doesn't solely apply to your opinion about other people, but also the opinion of yourself. You'll tend to have boosted confidence and a feeling of security when you save money or purchase the items that you feel add value to your life. It's pretty clear being a spender can definitely be negative for your finances. When spenders choose to purchase unnecessary items or impulse buy, the bills definitely add up. The build-up of purchases, no matter how small, can be detrimental and normalize bad purchasing habits in the long run. Savers, unless excessively frugal, usually enjoy greater financial freedom. Research shows that they are usually less satisfied as budgets and the personal pressure to save money can often make them feel restricted. This drives them to set more ambitious financial goals than spenders. So knowing this, what can you do now? Identifying whether you lean more towards a saver or a spender can show you where some of your financial weaknesses may lie. However, it's likely that you're a mix of both. When you make purchases that align with your interests and core values, you'll feel that the purchase was valuable and worthwhile. On the other hand, when you find out that you only have to pay $5 instead of $15 for that sandwich that you're buying, it's going to taste considerably better. These tendencies are not just exclusive to spenders or savers. If you find that your budgets are starting to feel restrictive or suffocating, remind yourself that saving up brings a sense of safety and confidence in your future. Purchasing items may bring a quick rush of adrenaline, but without focusing less on materialistic goals tends to lead to less stress and a greater financial feeling of freedom. Equally as important, spending money on quality items can be necessary and a long-term money-saving tactic. To avoid the fear of large purchases, take a cooling period to make sure you really need the item that you're about to buy. Additionally, doing extensive research into your specific purchase can assure you that the purchase you're about to make is worth it. For both spenders and savers, planning a certain amount of money every month to be spent for enjoyable activities on items that can mitigate the fear of saving money and allow you to control how much you spend in this category if you set a hard limit. Overall, it's vital to keep reminding yourself of both reasoning behind each mindset to maintain a balance between your spending and your saving habits. Thank you guys for listening today to Are You a Spender or a Saver? Be sure to check out our blog at cashcrush.io for awesome financial education tips. If there's something that you want to learn more about that's not on our blog or on this podcast, please feel free to reach out and let us know. 